Welcome to the Basically Famous Podcast, where we're taking our notoriety to the mic and no topic is off limits. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Spencer. Each week, we talk about life's bullshit, our hot takes, and make one of you basically famous too. Oh my God, y'all. Welcome to the very first episode of Basically Famous. Here we are. So crazy. So crazy. It's new. It's exciting. We are so hyped for this episode and this new uh, business endeavor. 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 <laughs> I unfortunately didn't get smarter with my vocabulary. That will stay the same. Endeavor. Is that right? Endeavor. Oh. I'm tomato. I'm still tomato. French. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have been planning this for a couple months now, thinking about it for more of a year now. I was going to say longer than that, really, because all the little tweaks and changes we made to the old show. Yeah. We're really forecasting testing this. the waters, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. You know, and trying to also adjust our audience to different content. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard because Spencer and I, of course, we love you guys and, we want to give you what we think you want to hear. And we were feeling very empty with how the show was going. I mean, for lack of better words, it just wasn't being as fun. It wasn't fulfilling to what we wanted it to be. And yeah. so we've really marinated on like trying to figure out and we've secretly been polling you guys. You just didn't know. So we've been doing like test content and polls and like different topics, kind of seeing how that was going to go over. But it seems like people were really excited every time we were doing new stuff. You guys were really receptive. So we really hope that y'all will, uh, I don't know, give us a chance on this. Yeah, I think for us, we were talking about it last night. This show is our digital diary. Yes, it exactly. is. It is our way to talk about real life stuff. Some of it's going to be great. Some of it's going to be not great. Some of it's going to be things that pertain to everybody and yeah. some just a few of us, you know, it's, but nonetheless, we want it to be entertaining for everybody. We want everyone to still feel like they have a place here that they can tune in. We want you guys to laugh and just enjoy our show. And that was another thing that Spencer and I were talking about. Uh, we were together for eight hours last or yesterday Mm -hmm. I looked and we were like brainstorming everything. And it's like, Basically, the bottom line was we want to be able to talk about stuff uh, completely unfiltered without feeling like we're going to hurt someone's feelings. Right. And that's how our old show kind of felt like we've made friends with people. We've changed a lot. We've grown. We've outgrown the audience um, in certain aspects of that. And we really want to just be unfiltered with ourselves, with with y'all each other like there's gonna be things that you and I are gonna work through because we don't always tell each other every detail of our lives and like we can kind of hash it out in our digital diary yeah so it might be scary oh it's definitely a little scary (laughs) I'm a little scared right now (laughs) that's okay we y'all we're so nervous we were like it feels like the very first podcast ever that we ever did like I'm talking heart racing the cold sweats I'm being transported to three and a half years ago yeah but yeah, it's exciting. Sure. It's very, I'm thrilled. And here's the thing, like, th- so I think it's maybe going to be cool to talk about the origin of the name. Yeah. So the origin of the name, if you are new to us, then you may, or you, you may not know this, but in our last podcast, a big 
point of conversation in, you know, the interwebs Mm -hmm. was that we really thought that we were something. And let me just tell you, we are something. We are. I was going to say, hold on a second. I don't know where you're going with this, but we are something. No. So (laughs) it was that they, you know, they think they're so famous and blah, blah, blah. Well, everybody's basically famous on the internet, right? Absolutely. You can be anybody you want on the internet. Why not be basically famous? Literally. So our very first live show, um, and if you don't know, we are hilarious if I do say so myself <laughs> and our live show sold out in two days so yeah. you know our very first one not you to do know that um was it Friday that was the anniversary of the live show selling out it popped up on my Facebook was it really yep oh. how weird Memories. that's right it's like a full circle moment Robbie's post popped up on my Facebook of Literally him tagging a full us circle moment uh-huh oh Robbie's my husband in case you don't know yes um so anyways we thought it would be hilarious when we were planning this live show. Let's call it the basically famous tour that had one date, one stop. <laughs> and we made merch with one stop. And it was absolutely hysterical. And people, when they were sharing it, yeah. kept saying, Oh, they're going on tour. They're going on yeah. tour. Meanwhile, Wendy and I are dying yeah. because we know it's in fact, not a tour. It is one show. But when people Epic. got the joke, right. Epic. And when people got the joke, we were like, okay, y'all are in on it because newsflash while we are something like no we don't take ourselves seriously so just relax linda it's not that serious very soon right (laughs) it's not that serious but no we were like brainstorming names and that one just stuck it it was like we said it and we're like yes exactly i mean right actually i think this was the fastest that we have ever decided on something yeah ever Uh, yeah (laughs) because let me tell y'all something the last month and a half of picking the um, album cover that we narrowed down to two that our patrons got to pick the final one. Oh my God. Spencer and I looked at ourselves and you know how it is. Girls do it. We like critique ourselves. And the more you look at a photo, I don't know if y'all have ever spent eight hours looking at yourself. Don't. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Zero out of 10. Because Spencer had a, a photo of me. I had a Lord Farquaad chin and I was like, absolutely not. Are we using <laughs> that photo? But it's like you pick apart it every little detail of yourself. And we had just looked at so many pictures and listened to sound sound bites and openings and how we wanted it. And it was like, when we picked the name, it was just, the name was just the name. There was no thought behind it, which was great. Or no like extensive uh, deliberation, I guess. Yeah. Same with the music too. I think like, you know, they say making a podcast is just so easy. So easy. You guys, we made two. (laughs) But uh, no. So, I mean, anyways, that's the basically famous thing. And so really, as I said, everybody on the Internet is basically famous and everyone has their story in real life. And so we want this show, even though it is our digital diary, we want to give everybody their chance to be basically famous. So one of the segments that we did on our previous show that we're carrying over to this one is um, the hotline segment. So am I the assholes, um, which if you don't know what that is, you can submit a scenario where you're not sure if what you did or said made you the asshole in the situation. Or you can ask if somebody else was the asshole. Um, If you just need general advice, or if you just have a hot take on something, whether it's a new topic or something we've talked about on a previous episode. We want to hear what your thoughts. Yes. Or like um, a celebrity run in, like some yeah. interaction, something really cool that's happened Ooh, yeah, to you. Juicy. Yeah. Juicy like pass. maybe you ran into, I don't know, Ryan Gosling, whoever the it dude is on the street these days. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Do people still like him? I think he's cute. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like we want to hear about it and make it just more 
well-rounded. Yeah. Is that the right word? Oh, I was telling Spencer, it's funny when you think about like your world and like, obviously there's a place for everybody on the internet. There is a corner. In fact, Spencer was showing me some videos earlier on TikTok <laughs> of someone that had like 1.2 million followers. I was like, wow, there really is a space for every single person. And, and extra teeth. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. And so when we were like talking about redoing our show, it's so funny. Cause I was like, we wanted something that we could touch more people like tap into different audiences. And it's like, when you look around you as big as like an influencer world seems or a sports world, whatever, when you really look around you, it's so interesting how many people just are not familiar with a certain piece of your world or whatever it mm -hmm. is. And so us doing this hopefully will just help cater to more people and feel like included and you're more just like interested in what we're going to be saying and, and interactive in our podcast too. So I don't know. We're real excited. We're already rambling and we just started this thing. We do this a lot. Okay. So a couple housekeeping issues real quick. Uh, we are working on new merch. Listen, this is a big change uh, for us. So it's going to take a little bit of time. The website will be updated eventually. New merch will come. For right now, we do have a Patreon um, that is still swiping up. That's not going anywhere. Uh, it's only going to get better. We are working on that transition as well. So bear with us. Give us a little bit of time to get caught up on things. But yeah, we tried to speed this up as quickly as possible. Spencer and I usually yeah. don't have any chill and we either drag it out or we just spill everything all at once. So we really tried to teeter this week on giving you all a little bit. So all the new people that really stood by us and are giving us a chance for the first time, we do appreciate you sticking with us through all the stories that you're like, what the hell is going on? And then for our longtime listeners, you know, we love you and we know that y'all know what to expect. <laughs> love you. Love it you all, mean it. It all hopefully made sense at the end. Hopefully. Yeah. I did love in the very last episode of the old show, uh -huh. you said this just feels so final oh, today. Yeah. And people picked and up on people it. People picked up on that. And I love that. We, we love an Easter egg. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Taylor Swift, for teaching us. We learn from the best. Right. Grandmama. <laughs> Grandmama Taylor. Uh, so while we were like making this transition behind the scenes, I was going through old notes in my phone and I was deleting like a lot of the, the stuff that, you know, I just, I'm never going to need to go back and reference anymore. Right. And I came across a note that I had written to an old friend. Mm -hmm. So this person was, she was my, my ride or die, my best friend. I mean, we were sisters. We did everything together. I could never have imagined in my whole life that we wouldn't be friends. friends. And I found this letter that I wrote to her mm -hmm. and I said, today I found out you had a baby. I like, why am I going to cry right off the bat? Oh, I said, today I found out you had a baby. I immediately felt this wave of immense joy right before being crushed by the devastating sadness that hits me in waves over time. Another moment in your life I haven't been a part of. I sat down to write you more times than I can even remember. And even every time I'm too afraid, where do I begin? How do I find the words to best articulate how I am and have been feeling. My anxiety consumes me and I give up. I'll revisit this again in a few months like I've done a dozen times before. And I never sent it. I was going to ask you if you sent it. I never sent it. And then I was looking, I was like, because I did eventually reach out to her and it was mm -hmm. when her dad died, like six mm -hmm. months later. Okay. And it was one of those things where 
when I reached back out to her, she, I could tell she appreciated that I was reaching out to her, Uh you know, for her dad, but it was very clear that she did not need to or want to mend things. Mend things. So why did that friendship end? I couldn't tell you. Oh, you have no That's idea. That's the thing. Like for friendships end for all different reasons, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes there's no reason at all. Mm-hmm. And usually those friendships aren't that deep. Yeah. I feel like usually if it's that kind of a friendship, at least in my experience, I feel like when the friendship ends... It's because something happened Mm -hmm. and I don't feel that way with her. It was one day she just cut me off. I went to wish her a happy birthday on Facebook and she had unfriended me. Oh, see, and that may be true. I feel like, and this is just my opinion, I feel like friendships always end for a reason, but it's not always a justifiable reason. So whether or not she felt like she had done something and she never wanted to address it with you and face the truth of that, or if she, you know what I'm saying? Like it's so, it's so rare that a friendship right. would just end because like some, there's a reason why, but it's not always the, it's not this, this blow reality reason. is, is your perception. So it's like, she might've had a reason, but she didn't tell you. Usually if someone doesn't tell you about something, whether it's a friend or not, even that you're still friends with, maybe they have done something and they either don't want to face the reality or the truth of it, or they know they're in the wrong and they just are ignoring it. And they're like, it's easier to cut this person off and move on and not have to face that. Not have to deal with it. I yeah. think for her, or maybe think, you didn't like her Facebook post enough. And she was like, this bitch is out of my life. Bye. Well, I really do think that our friendship ending was, was my fault. And I think oh. it was because I was a neglectful friend. Okay. At the time I was living many States away. I had already moved to New York. She was still living in Michigan. I know she didn't like Robbie mm. for whatever reason. She just didn't like him. At one point I was supposed to move back to Michigan. We were going to get a house together and live together. And then I ended up moving in with him instead. So she maybe had a little resentment. So I think there was definitely resentment there. And then I was just going through a lot. My mom, it was, you know, fresh off of when my mom was really sick. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to, I don't want to share more details than that on yeah. here because that's her story. But, you know, I think that I was just mentally in a place where I was just day by day trying to get through my days and I wasn't returning her phone calls. And it wasn't because I didn't want to talk to her. It was because I couldn't talk to anybody. Yeah. And I think she just got tired of that. Contrary to popular belief, consistently creating new content isn't easy and it requires a lot of focus and energy. It can be hard to balance them. Too much energy and you feel brain scramble and amped up and ready to bounce off the walls instead of feeling dialed in. But we found this little shot that improved our mornings so much. I personally love that I can take it with me anywhere and drink it whenever I need a quick energy boost. I keep some in my fridge at work. So if I need a little pick me up in the afternoon, instead of drinking four more shots of espresso and spending (laughs) $6 at Starbucks, I take one of these shots and it gives me sustainable energy without the crash afterwards, which is great. I have less stress and anxiety. A big part of that's because Magic Mind helps me get more done, but it's also because it contains a compound called L-theanine that naturally reduces your body's stress levels. I'm able to be more creative thanks to the nootropics inside that allow you to stay focused and relaxed at the same time so you can enter flow state more easily. 
I feel way better in the mornings and I'm happier throughout the day thanks to the aptogens that boost your mood and help you relax. So it's a win-win. If you're like us, we totally recommend you go check out magicmind.co slash swiping up and join a community of go-getters. You can use our discount code swiping up to get 56% off your first subscription or 20% off your one-time purchase. Our 56% off code lasts 10 days, so hurry up. Damn, that's hard because it's, well, I mean, this podcast got real deep real quick. So digital diary, baby. You know what? No, but that's what we wanted. We want it to be about this because it's interesting later on my notes, I kind of had like why friendships end is just like a, a topic because it's like they end for so many different reasons. And what you're saying, I've been on both sides of what you're saying. So I've been the friend that's reached out and, and got nothing in return, even though I know in this particular instance that I'm talking about, I didn't do anything wrong. I truly believe that this person grew away from me because everyone around her and our friend group was getting married, having babies, moving away, moving on with life, so to speak. And she wasn't, she was still not in a relationship yeah. and no one made her feel bad about it but Maybe it was like she felt stunted totally but she also like picked fights during my bachelorette party and picked fights within friendships that I had yeah. and then like pulled herself away and did some things at my wedding that was very hurtful that my childhood best friend told me about and I was so taken aback because I was like uh we were always really close and now it it seemed like it came down to jealousy and she just wasn't happy for me. But then she did that. And I still, I'm a peacekeeper and I like to feel at ease. Even if I know I'm not in the wrong, I'm still going to probably try to keep the peace the majority of the time. And I reached out birthdays, text her. You eat you a lot of crow in relationships, right? Friendship, business. Yeah. And I don't know marriage. why it's like that. You, you are that person, right? Which yeah. is not always good because I always get hurt. You yeah. know, I reached out and it was like rejection every time. Happy birthday. You should come visit me. She came to visit me one time. She's never met Fisher. She's never tried. She never wanted to be a part of anything after my wedding. I don't know if that was like the final thing for her in, in our friendship. And she was just like, I'm done with her, but it, it's so bizarre. And we have a lot of mutual friends and she's kind of done the same thing to them. So it's like, okay, well, this isn't obviously it's a not personal thing. for you. Yeah. But still, I still to this day, if y'all can believe it, reach out to her and did like three months ago. And it, I hate that I do that, but it's like, for whatever reason, it's like, it just ends. So like with your, the friendship that you're talking about, I get that. Like you're on both sides, but also if you're a really good friend, I would be like, is, is this like a temporary thing? Like a season that you're in and like knowing, did she know anything about what was going on in your life? I don't think anybody really knew. I mean, I, okay. did you was, ever tell her, like, did you ever reach out afterwards and say, listen, I'm really sorry. I was a bad friend. This is what I was dealing with. No. So oh. she knew a little bit, but I never really told anybody. I mean, my other like very close friend who I'm still friends with. I mean, we were like a trio. Uh -huh. I only very recently told her kind of every, everything gotcha. that was going on at that time. Um, and before then, cause it really started like my senior year of high school and oh, carried okay. into my like adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Into adulthood. So, but I was definitely closest to this person. Mm -hmm. And so she, she knew, I think some of it was honestly, I was kind of going through also like finding my viewpoints politically. I mean, oh, okay. I don't want to get political <laughs> on this show, 
But Lord knows we know those things will divide a friendship in a little skinny minute. <laughs> yeah. And so actually when, so, okay. So let me rewind because this other friend that I'm talking about uh-huh. that I'm still friends with. So she had been unfriended also. Okay. And so she reached out and that's why like, at first I took it very personally. And then this other girl, we, we'll call her um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay. Elizabeth reached out and said, hey, what's going on? You know, and and she wouldn't respond to me, my friend. But she responded to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth said, reported back to me and said, well, she said that um, she just didn't want to see like political posts on oh. Facebook anymore. And I said, I never post anything on Facebook. Like I post pictures of puppies. Like, right. It wasn't like that. And so I was like, okay, well, that. I don't get it, but I don't know. I don't know. So I am. Yeah. Just there's a reason, but yeah, you obviously didn't do anything wrong with it. So it's like, damn girl. Yeah. Like, so for years, I mean, we're talking, this was 2011 mm. when this all happened. So, I mean, we're talking, it's 12 years ago and I still feel emotional and I feel like broken when I think about that friendship. And it's crazy to me that it's like a relationship that I just can't get closure to. And only very recently do I feel like, yes, I've gotten a little bit of closure to it. Uh Mostly because she accidentally friended me on Facebook. So I knew she was creeping. (gasps) And then she unfriended me right away. No, she did not. So that I forgot. Oh my, it's because you have a podcast. She was like, let me be this girl's friend. Maybe. Well, hope she doesn't listen to this. (laughs) But then I refriended her (laughs) right after. I'm like, I saw that notification, bitch. Right. So, and so now we're friends on Facebook. Okay. Making baby steps. I wished her a happy birthday. She said nothing. That's okay. You're making progress. You got a little insight to her life. But like, I must be a masochist because- I'm pulling a Wendy and I, I'm, I know, but I also have seen enough on her Facebook that I know we probably wouldn't be friends okay. in our day to day. And so that has brought me some closure. Yeah. It's, it's not always a bad thing when things end, friendships end. And we know that firsthand, you know, we know that firsthand. So it's like, amen. if friendships <laughs> end, like I said in the beginning of the show, and this is just popping in my head for this reason, but friendships end for a reason, and it's always a reason. It's, it never just ends. Friendships don't just end. There's always something, whether it's something known to each other or whether it's on one side, Yeah, but there's a reason. And sometimes- I call them like regional friendships. Sure. Too, where oh my like God, yeah. You're just friends through circumstance. Yes. You happen to live near one another. Yep. So like you're a good companion for one another, but you're not really, it's like surface level friendship. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't stand the test of time. It doesn't because not every friendship is going to give you like a tie to somebody where you're going to reach. It's, it's work. Friendships are work. And it's just like any yeah. other relationship and you can't just say, oh yeah, we're friends. And especially when I moved to Florida and moved away, those friendships that I have there, I do try to nurture them and I'm not always the greatest friend, but I, I am a thoughtful friend. I really do think that I'm a thoughtful friend. I'm going to send you flowers. I'm going to send you, if you're having a bad day, whatever it is, I'm going to try to make an effort, but I don't always like call you. I don't always text you to see like, that's how I am, how it's going. And I know I need to be better about that, but my friendships in Florida, the people that I really became really close with, I always make an effort because if you don't, those friendships are going to die because I don't see them often. We're not in the same friend group. We all have kids now. We're married. 
and you're just so busy that if you don't, those friendships are going to die. It's like any other relationship. You know, if you don't put in effort, but it's got to be on both sides. The only person that I, it's crazy. My best friend from childhood, Brittany, who we've been friends since we were seven. When I tell y'all we go like months and months and months and months and not talk. And then we see each other. She lives in Charleston. We'll go out of our way, make something happen. Um, and we've always been at big things like baby showers, births, life you know, moments, big moments. Yeah, yeah. She was my matron of honor and all that. But like, she's one that neither one of us get mad at the other one for missing things. Like if I miss someone's birthday of her kids or something, and I realize at 12 o'clock or she's missed my birthday before I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And we don't get mad at each other. It's like, we are so bonded and we know way too much. I never cut that bitch out of my life ever <laughs> because holds all the secrets. Listen, we both would be spilling the beans. We'd be destroyed. But she is that one person that it's like this. Um, you just always forgive them. And we've been through crap. Like she stopped talking to me for a year, not even quite a year, but like I dated a guy in high school that she liked and they, they were going to have me damn jumped at the fair. I'm what? sorry. What? Yes, ma'am. Not necessarily just her. She was like part of the group, but yes, they were going to have me come to the fair. What do you mean? They were going to have you jumped. Like they were waiting for me. Yeah. Like, can you imagine thinking you're going to ride the Ferris wheel and they beat your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I got me a, a, a foot long corn dog and a black eye, but baby, we had a good time at the fair. No. Yeah. And so she actually ended up telling me about it and I didn't go, I guess the, the, the friendship outweighed the, the boy at the time. Hold on. I need to know how this conversation started. Hey, Wendy, I yeah. have to tell you something. No, don't go to the fair. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So luckily we got lost and didn't go. And so she had texted me. and was like, you just need to not come because, and she named the girls that were like going to jump me. I swear to God, can you even? What kind of hood rat shit were you getting yourself into? I, I can't. Mean, is- all for a guy. And also like, he won't even that great. Like I would have gave him to you if you asked me. It was not that serious. Oh my and gosh. he did braces. <laughs> Oh, well, that was his greatest offense. <laughs> like, <laughs> not you, the snackle tooth. <laughs> you can have him, and y'all might need to go to the dentist together because, he, or, or the dentist, whatever. Hey, cavities pass. I know. They cavities are hereditary. Are so gross. Well, they're hereditary, but are they hereditary? They're contagious. Yeah. They're if, contagious. Yeah. If, if, a, if someone has bad teeth, you can also give that to your kid. Well, I mean, Mike, like, and Mike oh, I guess that's just, true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they can get through the saliva of the mother. This is also a pregnancy um, pod. We're doctors. So (laughs) (laughs) no, but she's the only person that like I've ever just, we just forgive each other, honestly. And we've never done anything major bad in our adult life. But if we we miss something, it's really not that serious. We're like, hey, I still love you. You're You're just a hot mess. I'm a hot mess. Yeah. But it does suck when you lose a friend and when you, you grieve it, you know, because you're like, damn, did I do something? I will always apologize to people mm-hmm. it, when it comes down to it, but I also want that reciprocated. And if it doesn't, my feelings get so hurt. I get way too invested. I forgive people way too easy. See, and Ugh. you do. I will say you you forgive. And I'm but I forget about it. You will remind me stuff yeah. that I'm like, oh yeah, was I there? You're, literally, yes, you were. <laughs> it the, happened to you. And I don't remember that. But see, here's the thing about me. I will hold a fucking grudge. I'm a grudge holder. Yeah. I, like, you know that they say the elephant never forgets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> this elephant ain't forgetting shit. Oh, I God. will remember forever if somebody slights me in the most yeah. minuscule way, I will never forget yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I remember weird stuff, but 
like it's not even necessarily the big things and that weird like I remember like little Selective stuff memory like if you took my last Dorito I'm gonna be real mad about it for a little bit I'm like oh I remember that in second grade speaking of Doritos what okay. so last night when I was here uh-huh. I told you Fisher didn't steal my lighter but he did steal my chips yeah so like he, he went in your purse and stole them yeah well he was helping me find my lighter oh well that was your first mistake was, asking him for anything I didn't ask him for shit <laughs> <laughs> so he came over and he was like, I'll help you. You know, he was avoiding going to bed. Yeah, he, of course. We both know that. So he was like, I'll help you. So he goes over to my bag and he's like looking around and he pulls out the bag of Doritos. He goes, he turns and looks at me. He goes, you and I will share this in the morning. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you, did you promise him you were going to put him on the table? No. Oh, he woke up this morning and said, did Spencer leave the chips on the table? And I was like, what? I didn't know about this, what you're saying. I'm dead. He no. did. No, I did. he put them back in my bag. Oh, uh, well, he thought, well, he was under the assumption that you were, you were a bad friend. Oh, well, I feel really bad then. <laughs> that Fisher thought he was you getting breakfast put, Doritos. You better put him a Dorito on the table. He did. He asked me, he's like, did she put the chips on the table? And I was like, I uh, don't think oh my God, so. Oh that's so funny. I should go to Sheets and get him a bag of Doritos. <laughs> he literally, but it was just the way he did it. He picked him up and he turned and he was like, you and I will share these in the morning. I was like. Okay, cool. I was like, how about I just give you a couple Pringles now? Because I had Pringles. I don't know why I had a whole fucking grocery store in my purse. You're the sheets. But I I am the sheets. But I, so I gave him Pringles and I was like, don't tell your mom. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we're conspiring. I was like, don't tell your mom. He was like, okay. He's like, I'll stay in the kitchen and eat them here. I was like, okay. Let me smell your breath. I'm going to start smelling his breath when you're around so I know what he's eating. There you go. Anyways, um, I, I lost my train of thought, but. I felt like I had to share that Dorito story. No, absolutely. How do you know, like, for me, I don't really... Oh, I was talking about holding grudges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will hold a grudge. Um, But for me, I I give people a lot of chances. Yeah. But once I am pushed to the point where I'm done, Mm -hmm. I am done. That's how I am. There's very little coming back for me in a relationship. Yeah. But most of my friendships... And I have like a core group of friends that I have had for years and years. I don't trust a bitch that doesn't have long-term friendships. Right. Just saying. Yes. It doesn't have to be a lot, but you got to have at least at least one, a couple. I, hey, I'd say at two. least one. If you have one friend that is long-term, because it speaks to your relationships. It speaks to like... Yeah somebody a keeping you around and b you being able to nurture a relationship to keep them around but that's why i say two because really oh, it could just true. be two problematic people finding Ooh, each other okay good point well i'll bump my threshold up a little bit now so, i'm gonna start asking people <laughs> how people. many friends do you have long term <laughs> it's like one a, wrong answer it's like a friend credit score mm-hmm. like yeah. how long have you had that line of credit open yeah exactly <laughs> how long have Your you had that line of up. friendship open but yeah, like two friends. So I don't trust anybody that doesn't have any long-term friendships. But think of all the relationships that you make in your life. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. for me, I have lots of people that at one point in my life, I considered very good friends. Yeah. And I just don't have a relationship with. And it's not necessarily because anything happened. We just went through different phases of life and drifted yeah. apart. And, like, I still think fondly of them and will reach out to them periodically and just say, like, hey, thinking of you. Right. But we're not really, like, friends, friends. Yeah. Well, it's like you have like tiers, right? You have like your best friends that you talk to. We're really making this thing like just multi-layered. It's an onion. That's what it is. Um, yeah. But it's like you have, you know, your close. Blooming onion. Yeah. Right. Oh, deep fried. So good with ketchup. Mm-mm, I'm a ketchup kind of girl. Yeah. No? Absolutely not. Okay. Well. It's okay. Keep going. Keep one. It takes all <laughs> kinds of kinds. 
So it's like, you know, you've got the people that you talk to every day and maybe they're not like your best friend, but they're like that good friend. They don't know everything about you. You wouldn't share. Right. You know, you have that. You've got friends. You know, you can trust them and talk to them if you need to, Mm -hmm. but you're not like. But they're not popping in your head. Checking in every other day. Right. Yeah. And then you've got friends that maybe they are your best friends that you talk to and you know that you can reach out in three months and you don't miss a beat and they're good friends and whatever. And then you've got friends that you still, there was nothing bad that happened. No falling outs. Nobody did anything. Maybe it is a regional friendship. Maybe it is in different phases of life. They've got kids, they don't, whatever. And then you talk to them on birthdays, on Facebook, social media type of friends where you're like, you love watching their stuff, but you don't really talk to them. You don't know much beyond the surface of what they see on social media. You know, they're so happy. Also, I saw something on Valentine's Day and it said, the longer the love posts, the more they cheated on each other. And Uh, I died. I was hundred percent. Totally. I've always said that. So Robbie and I have a tradition on um, Valentine's Day (laughs) where we screenshot Facebook posts uh, that people have, you know, dedicated to their significant Mm -hmm. other. And we just screenshot them and send them to one another and say, thanks for not being this person. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we don't we do not do Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I'm good with that. Like, I've never been a Valentine's Day person. Yeah. No, listen, I'm not going to yuck someone's yum. Yeah. If you love Valentine's Day, good. I love that for you. Right. I, it's not for me. Yeah. No, thank you. It's I'll, like so hit or miss for us. We don't go out to dinner, everyone, but sometimes we have, sometimes we've done lunch, sometimes we did nothing. You know, it just doesn't. I don't don't. know. It's just, it's kind of a meaningless holiday to me. Like I would rather. But you better love me 365. Right. I'd rather. All the days of the year. Treat me to something nice on Mm -hmm. a random day that you were just thinking of Mm -hmm. me and thinking about how much you appreciated me because I'm so wonderful and I'm such a blessing in your life. Exactly. You're welcome. You're Robbie. You're welcome that I'm here all the time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You're lucky I'm not going anywhere. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it's like really, I've never had to be the person to, well, I take that back. I was going to say, I've never really been the person to end a friendship, but I think I've, I have ended friendships Well, that's what I was going to say. Ending a friendship doesn't have to be this dramatic thing where it's like, I'm breaking up with you. We're not friends anymore. But there are people that do that, right? There are people that will have these like big, big moments. We have experienced it uh, together. (laughs) But that's also... Wendy cried and I laughed. (laughs) I did. I was astonished, honestly. Whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Utter shock. Right. I was very confused, which is not that shocking, but... Yeah, I was like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. It was like the aim door slamming when they sign off and you're like, whoa. The aim <laughs> door slamming. Oh you my know? God, that's what I was going to say before. Like Gen Z could never with MySpace. Imagine... Could never. Like, can we talk about how cutthroat that was to have at such like a pinnacle Mm -hmm. point of development in our lives is to literally rank our friends? Uh, Yeah. And also when you're fighting with someone on AIM in middle school (laughs) and you had, they say something back to you and you're typing this long thing and you can't type that fast because maybe you didn't take typing class. I did with Mr. (laughs) Riley Riley, but, um, and then you're like typing and then they sign off and it's like, the door shuts and it's offline and you try to send it. It doesn't get sent. How terrible yeah. did that screw with your head? Oh yeah. Or yeah. Ranking your, your top five or three or nine, whatever you selected. And then the song. Oh, good. Bye. A lot of thought went in. I, you couldn't tell me I wasn't a coder. 
Oh. I was coding that MySpace profile. Can't add two plus two, but you better believe I could do some yeah. C sharp or whatever I was doing. Some C sharp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really were the first coders of the internet. Just <laughs> we, I'm literally going to put <laughs> coder HTML on my, was my bitch. Listen, I'm about to put that on my um, resume. Perfect. I was a coder from 2004 to <laughs> 2007. They're like, tell me about your experience. I'm going to be like, well, HT. My boss, Tom, is Tom still around? Would he vouch for me? Can he pull up my MySpace? I wonder if he's on Facebook. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, he's on Facebook. Like, does he have an Instagram or does he not do Instagram? He doesn't really seem like a social media guy. I feel like this is important. I feel like we need to Google this. Hold on. Tom's not really a social media kind of guy. He doesn't strike me as one that's <laughs> posting like selfies and stuff. Tom His Tom. iconic um, computer screen over the shoulder picture looking back. Very dramatic. Oh my God. Okay. So, well, this is probably just his, this is just his public page. Oh, let me see him. Let me see him from the it's front. This, it's literally the same photo. Oh my that God. My Tom Anderson. That's his name. Tom Wait. Anderson. MySpace Tom. One million oh, followers. Of course. We got to know what he's up to. That's his website. MySpace Tom. Oh, of course it is. His last post is from 2017 on Facebook. So he's clearly not and active. And he's, he's rich, girl. He ain't trying to be on Facebook. He doesn't need to brag to anybody. He's, he's like not active. No. Okay. So anyways, how do you know when it's time to break up with a friend. Mm. Hitting with the heavy hitters. I feel like I'm in an interview. You are. Um, Honestly, and this is just like straight off the cuff. I feel like as I've gotten older, I mean, obviously I'm not old, but we are almost 40. <laughs> I literally hate you. You cannot keep saying that to me. <laughs> okay, I won't. Um, I'll lie to you. I'll be the good friend and just tell you what you want to hear. Thank you. You're like Thank you. 30. Not- You're a spring chicken. A- absolutely you're so young god you don't need botox or anything okay well that's a lie and you can be honest benjamin with me button that. over there spencerman button <laughs> no she's overdue for botox that you don't have to lie to me about that part <laughs> get yourself some girl um honestly like as i've gotten older i feel like if someone is not genuinely happy for me or this is going to sound really conceited, but you got to hear me out. Don't stop right here and like change the narrative. You got to hear what I got to say. I have a feeling I already know where you're going and I have something to say. Okay. If you don't acknowledge things in my life, that's good, bad in like, cause I do that for people. I know that I do that for people. I know if you're doing something exciting, new job, new baby, getting married, getting engaged, something cool happens to you. I always acknowledge that. And maybe because that's how I want mine also Mm -hmm. to be reciprocated. But if you're just totally never happy or like, I don't want to say giving praise. It sounds really weird. But like if something really great happens for you, I'm going to say, oh my God, Spencer, that's so cool. Like I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm going to hype you up a little bit because it is probably really cool what you're doing, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And as humans, I think we crave that. I know that I do. And especially women, we're much more emotional. And so I feel like if you just never acknowledge anything in my life and it's all about you and it's very one-sided, I don't keep those friendships around anymore because I'm not at a place in my life where I have a ton of free time. So like if I'm spending time with somebody, it's because I genuinely want to spend time for people. Yeah. And I think we had talked about it a few um, episodes ago, but there was this print and it was talking about like um, someone being your sunshine and it popped up as an ad on Instagram actually. And it was like, it was from Australia, the print, the artist was. And the first person that popped into my head was my friend, Jamie, who's in Chicago. And I've talked about her a little bit before. I don't share a ton, but she's like going through something and has for like 10 years. She has been in a place 
where it's just stale for her life. Nothing has happened for her really in 10 years. And she will listen to this. And she is so supportive of our podcast. But when I tell y'all over anybody in my life, and I still have really great people, but that girl goes out of her way in a, in a realm of shitty things that have happened to her. And she has not, she was from 30 to 40 bedridden essentially Mm -hmm. and not been able to do anything. I'm talking going outside was like a privilege. You know what I'm saying? And she never has missed anything big in my life. She's never missed even on days where she's had, where she barely could like function that day. Mm -hmm. She will still go out of her way and like text me or acknowledge something our podcast she keeps up with our podcast she doesn't listen to everyone she tries or like she saw our rebranding she all the things but she she's like I'm so excited I cannot wait to see what you guys are doing she is the most supportive person I have ever had in my life over anyone because of her situations and what she's doing it's not easy for her to keep up with me but the fact that she goes she tries well beyond sends gifts to Fisher like she he knows her as Aunt Jamie like he literally knows her and Like she is one of those people that really set that threshold. Like if she can do it, you can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if someone's not going to at least try to keep up with my life, just like I'm trying to keep up with yours and it's all about you and what you're doing. And I know we get busy. I'm not saying it's 24 seven, but damn, like we're not at a, we're not in the business to just have friends to have numbers at this point. If we're pouring in time and energy into something, I want that back. And if, if it's not, then I just don't, want that person. I don't need that person in my life anymore. And I'm, I'm not going to hold a grudge really with it, but it's just like, I'm good. Like you, you go do you, I'm gonna go do me. Yeah. You know, see, and I always thought this was a hot take, but I, it sounds like you're kind of in the same, like on the same page. Like for me, a friendship, everybody is like, Oh, well, you know, my, when things are going wrong for me or when I need something like they're always there. Mm-hmm. But there are certain people that thrive off of other people yeah. being down, right? Yeah. And then when they're they just up, know. They're that's nosy. hard to celebrate. Yeah. And that's they can't show up on the highs. Mm-hmm. And so I think most people are like, oh, well, you know, they're always there for me. They were there for me when my dad died. Or yeah. they were there for me when I was, you know, get, breaking up with my boyfriend or whatever. Right. It's like it's sometimes it's they want the juice too in it. Like they don't really want to know for their like helpfulness it's like their benefit they want their nosy so for me it's like a balance right like I I need the people closest to me to be there for my highs and my lows oh yeah if I have experienced and I have experienced this where someone is only showing up for my lows Mm -hmm. and not my highs that's not somebody that actually supports me right but also it can go the other way and we have talked about that like I I know people in my life that I feel like, and it might not be the case, but I do feel like it's been where it's like situational. And I'm like, wow, cool. I'm doing this really cool thing. Or I'm, I have something really cool that I'm going to do and they want to know about it or they want to participate or whatever. And like, we've talked about that. It's like, you get those good time friends that are like always down with that. But then if you really needed them and you needed to talk or you needed to share something and you mm-hmm. have no one to talk to and they just, Oh, I don't, I don't really have time. Sorry. Mm, sorry. It's like, right. well, damn, I'll call you tomorrow, <laughs> but then they never call. Right. Like, so it can go either way, but no, I totally agree. And it is like, I was saying you, there are certain people that just like to know the drama and the tea and like all the things that's going on in your life because they are nosy and curious, but it's not from a good place. Well, think about how many people we have that are, you know, quote friends Mm -hmm. that 
only text or call when they want to know something. Exactly. You're not a friend. You're keeping me in your back pocket for when I'm useful to you. And that isn't a friendship. And that I'm not willing to entertain anymore in this phase of my life. So which was a big part in in what we did. We didn't even get to that in the beginning because we've we're just so excited to talk about everything. But yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Like there are definitely situations that really made us kind of jaded. It was like we thought we stood somewhere differently with somebody and it, it wasn't that. And we were like, well, dang, we really did X, Y and Z trying to nurture something or trying to grow it or gain trust and like really build. Yeah. Putting forth an effort. Right. And then it was like when you notice that someone's using you or, or just using you to their benefit, but it's never reciprocated. It's only in the shadows. No, no, yeah. absolutely not. I think that's why, you know, one of the, the number one things that we get into the hotline is always texts or calls about how to make friends, why it's so hard when friendships do end, but a lot of how to make friends. And I think that is part of why losing friendships is extra difficult as an adult. Because you don't have that many. And it's exactly what we're talking about. And it's hard to build. It's hard to build. It's like dating. It is. We have have talked about this on other episodes before where – it, it is like dating yeah. as an adult to find new friends and like to find the time to pour it in. It's a relationship. You're just it not is. fucking. Right. Uh, sorry. Right. I mean, like literally that no. there's just, you're taking it takes, that intimate piece out. Yeah. And it takes a long time, in my opinion, to really build a good friendship. So when you lose one, you don't just go to the supermarket or to Target and get a friend. You don't right. just go find somebody new. Yes, you can still build, but it takes a long time to really build a friendship. So if you do lose a friendship, it sucks because you're like, dang, that was somebody that's been around for whatever, a year, five years, 10, whatever yeah. it is. And it, you don't just replace them that easily. No, and it and sucks. I think the it's compounded by the fact that we also like as a society, like don't, I'm, what's the word? It's like a, there's a, like a disenfranchised grief like we aren't allowed to grieve the ending of friendships mm-hmm. the same way we are romantic relationships. Oh, right. Yeah. Because there's this expectation when you go into a, a romantic relationship that like your lives are more intertwined. Right. And you that's- put more weight into a relationship. And that's not always a good thing because guess what happens when that ends and you've dis- ditched all your friends? Then what happens? Yeah. But also like, yes, you I think we all go into romantic relationships thinking this person could hurt me oh, and yeah. a, there could be a point where this ends. Mm-hmm. We we go into romantic relationships knowing that there's a good chance it's it not going to work, work out. out. Okay, yeah. We don't go into friendships that way. No. I, you don't go into friendships thinking this person could potentially hurt me. I mean, right. of course, situationally, if you've been burned so many times, then yes, there's always those like traumas. Right. But- you don't go into it with that same perspective of the chances of this working out are unlikely the way you do with a romantic relationship. Because as we know, romantically, you theoretically end up with one person, right? Obviously that's not the case for everybody, but you end (laughs) up with one person. So the, the, the stat of things not working out is much higher. So you always have that kind of in the back of your mind. 
And you're allowed by society more time to grieve those relationships than you are a friendship. But to me, friendship breakups are worse. Yeah, they blindside you. Yes. Because you don't think they're because, capable. You're right, yeah. Yeah, you don't go into a friendship thinking this could have a, a you know, a shelf life and this yeah. could end and this person could really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And people do treat it like, yeah, you can just go out and get a new friend. Yeah. No, you can't. It doesn't right. work like that. But also bonds are so like catered to each person too. Like there's some people that I can meet. Like I'm a fast friend. I Like I make friends real quick and I trust people real quick. And that doesn't always work out good for me. But whatever. You live and learn. Yeah. But I don't learn. I'm just I just keep, keep doing it. I'm just here to keep you in check. <laughs> right. Because I'm, I'm like, the, let's I'm be the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that person wants to be friends with me. I'm going to make them work for six right. months. Like, I don't trust you. You got to work <laughs> for this. Um, no, I'll like make fast friends. And then it's like, I'll give like a lot in the beginning. And then if they give me a lot back, then I just feel like, oh, okay, cool. We're like really good friends. We're good. Yeah, we're good. And then it's like, they do something, but maybe they always are that person and they really show you who they are. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, damn, that that's weird. Why would, why would they do that? Why would they lie about that? Why would they, whatever it is. And it's like, that freaking sucks. Yeah. Is that what I was going to say? I don't know. I don't know. But that also goes back to the question I asked you, like, when is it time to end a friendship? So it's when they're not showing up for your highs. Yeah. But I also think from our personal experience, if someone is Keeping out well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's because just, that's just emotionally taxing to have somebody in your life that's always negative yeah I that is a no-go for me and I'm talking even clients and and I don't mean that in a bad way but you just can't seasons of life oh yeah where it's hard to pull yourself out of funks and whatever but yeah no it can't be if you're just negative by nature correct uh uh-uh I you cannot occupy there's a difference yeah between somebody invested in people (laughs) between somebody going through a hard time and somebody just chronically being a glass half empty kind right. of person because you're gonna have me leaving the salon we're getting a divorce <laughs> you're fired I'm, I'm sad about everything that you just told me about and I feel like is no I can't do yeah. that Mm-mm. but if they're so obviously yes negative also if they're keeping like elements of their life private from you oh, that is right. weird no that is and that is so not weird. something that I want in a friend Mm-mm. because then I feel like you don't trust me and then that speaks to a bigger issue why don't you trust me right is it that is it a me issue or is it a you issue right. and it's like it's once you crack that foundation of the friendship mm-hmm. everything's gonna fall apart yeah yeah if you can't trust somebody as a friend, I'm not, if I can't trust you as much as of an open book that I can be with people, if I don't trust you, I'm not pouring into that. Like I'm never no. going to tell you anything of, of actual substance. And going back to what we talked about in the beginning, I will, I will eat a lot of crow, but then it's like, if I do feel betrayed in any way, it's, I will cold shoulder immediately you know what I mean like yeah it, it but it's like a a bigger it's like a deeper thing if I feel deeply betrayed on something as much as I will look past a lot of stuff I don't look past that ever because that is a reflection of somebody mm-hmm. and if it happens multiple times that's who they are from a personality perspective and that's everything yeah. you need to see because you know that's not somebody that you're going to want long term in your life anyway you know or around right. you and like who you surround yourself is definitely who you're going to project off of if you wouldn't <laughs> let your romantic partner do it then you shouldn't let your friendship do it your friend no, do it. right or like we've talked in the past like if you're keeping up with everything that someone's done to you keeping the score with it 
and then throwing it back in, in your face about something that you did eight months ago. And I get like some people hold a grudge. Spencer, are you keeping score over there? I uh, no, I just okay. keep, I just, I <laughs> forgive, but never forget. Right. But you know what I mean? Like if it's like, Oh, because I then did I can this. track repeated behaviors. That's exactly. All. That's okay. All. all right. I'm down with that. So it's like, if somebody does something and, and let's say you didn't mean to do it. And then they're like, Oh, I can't believe she did that. And they've, withheld that grudge in and they're mad at you, even though it could have been like a miscommunication, whatever. And someone's sure. keeping score with everything that you've ever That's exhausting. done. Oh my gosh. I'm not even smart enough to keep score. I can't even remember. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? They're like, my yeah. headspace is not capable of being no. like, Oh, one strike. I'm putting that there. I'm put- No, no. Uh-uh. It has to be pretty major for me to like, where I don't forgot, don't know where I was going with that. But like for you to like remember the grudge or like keep the grudge for it, yes, for it's it to, like a surface for it little to be thing. an issue to resurface where it would right. bring it up because otherwise I'm the type of person where I'm not going to forget it, mm-hmm. but I'm also not going to leverage it in another oh, argument use it against or, somebody. Correct, yeah. which is like really petty. Like don't be coming at me with that. And like I sometimes will. If it comes down, like, listen, I'm going to agree to dinner. I love social life, going out to the girl. I actually live for that, if we're being honest. I love girlfriends. I love girl time. I'm a girl's girl. I love, I get rejuvenated from girl trips and girlfriends. Like, that is who I've always been. At my core, there's something about being so open and honest that you can with your girlfriends Mm -hmm. when there's no men around. Like, anytime people are like, oh, our husband's coming. I'm like, no. But that being said, I'm also the type of person, and you are too, so I don't feel bad when I do it to you necessarily, but mm-hmm. like if you commit to something and then like it comes down to it and we're like, damn, I don't want to get ready. And you're like, me either. Okay, cool. And we don't hold that against each other, which no. I love. And I like when my friends are like that too. There's only one person I can think of that if I ever cancel, I know it's an issue. But outside of that, I love that my girlfriends are like, man, that's cool. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. The only time that ever annoys me is if I had to like plan ahead and make arrangements. Oh, you moved your schedule or something to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only, the only time that ever gets like yeah. under my skin but obviously yeah there are just times where you make plans and when it comes to it you're like like if it's pouring rain uh, forget about it I'm not I'm not even doing it cancel <laughs> it the day is canceled we're done we're not doing this but I mean some people get mad about that I'm like dang yeah I think it you know it just depends on the person it depends on the situation but yeah, yeah. I'm the same way like they're there has to be some some level of understanding there. <laughs> They're like, um, <laughs> it's sixty four. You're not coming because it's sixty four. That's right. I'm I mean, sixty four ain't cold. I know. I'm just kidding. This is like, if you're new here, Wendy thrives in like the armpits of hell in summer. And you know what's interesting <laughs> is my initial is W for winter, and yours is S for summer. But really, we're opposite. Yeah, that that don't even make sense. Wendy, my name is Wendy. I don't even want it to be Wendy. I don't even want my name to be Wendy. They my name should have been Summer. <laughs> my name is Wendy Dawn. I could Y'all, see, my mom. I could see you as a Summer. Right? Yeah. Man, my mom should have did Summer Dawn instead of Wendy Dawn. I was like, wow, did you have like the forecast in the brain when you named me? The or? first time you ever made the Wendy Wendy joke, I didn't get it because yeah. I don't have a Southern accent. So oh. I say Wendy, like a normal person, oh. not Wendy. So the first time oh you ever gosh. made the Wendy joke, I was like, I don't. I, I don't get it. It's so Wendy outside. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't get it. And then I just went with it and then I got it. I figured it out, but I was like, Oh, hmm. all I do is win, win, Wendy, no matter what. No, Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. We cannot be friends anymore. If you're going to say my name like that. Wendy. So breathy. 
Um, all right. Well, I feel emotionally cleansed. Yeah. Uh, we I, really had a dump. We really did. And I feel like it's time for our very first basically famous moment. Yes. For one of our listeners who we just brought over from the old show. Love it. <laughs> Give it to me. All right. So this is an MIV asshole that she submitted. So she says, hey, girls, my best friend has been dating her boyfriend over five years. She's 27. He's 26. A while back, he reached out to me to help figure out ring size and the setup so he could make this the most magical day for her. Having known my friend for over 20 plus years, I know exactly how she wants her proposal to go and who she wants to be there. So I relayed all this information to him months ago via text and over the phone. I even took the time to covertly find and confirm which ring she would love the most. A little background, my friend is incredibly family and friend oriented and in the past expressed to me on multiple occasions during, especially during holiday season, that in the five years they've been together, he hasn't really made much of an effort to indoctrinate himself into her family and friendships the way she has for his. While I do generally like him, I have always felt that he is incredibly self-serving and self-focused. Recently, though, a mutual friend, I found out uh, he started a group text between his emphasis on his friends and his family to set up the time and date of the proposal. He has not only excluded myself and according to the screenshots I've seen, he is doing everything verbatim I suggested he do, but he has completely excluded her family and other close friends from the event. He is planning to only have his, quote, boys and his family present for the occasion. And knowing my friend, this would ultimately break her heart not being able to share this moment with her loved ones. I got a heated call. I got heated and called him. At first, he was dodging my questions, then just outright said, this is my proposal and I've spent enough time and money to choose how I do it. Just be happy for your friend. It's not like you're not going to be at the wedding. This infuriated me, and to make matters worse, I ran into her mom and dad at the grocery store and subtly asked if they knew of any possibility that she would be getting engaged. They were unaware, and I know for a fact my friend has told him that he needs to ask her parents for their blessing. She's somewhat traditional. My friend wears her heart on her sleeve, and I can predict how this event will go down when she sees all of his close friends and family and none of hers. Considering her previous sentiments about his lack of interest in her family and life, she will 100% see this as being hurtful and selfish, and I know she'll cry. To make matters worse, the location of the proposal is a whopping 30 minutes away from her parents' house. I don't want to get involved in a fight or reveal the surprise, but on the other hand, I feel like I owe it to my lifelong friend to help her avoid being hurt and disappointed, maybe even helping her rethink what her future would look like with someone who just doesn't really appreciate what she values in life. So am I the asshole if I tell my friend her boyfriend is about to propose? Spoil it. I'm just kidding. Well, first of all, I know damn well he ain't telling this is my proposal and I'm going to do it. Well, it sounds like you're doing it the way she wanted to do it. So it's her proposal that you're executing. Right. How? I think, and this, maybe this is a hot take. I think she says nothing because sometimes you have to go through it. To get out of it. Yeah. And I feel like if this guy is actually the wrong person for her and she's, I think she needs to see that he doesn't, he doesn't value the Mm -hmm. things that she values. And I think you can have a conversation with her after the fact. Yeah. And you can say, listen, I was between, you're in a shit position. Yeah. Either way. But I think 
if you come to her after the fact, let her have her moment mm-hmm. if she's happy. And if she's not happy, then you can step in sooner rather than later. But just say, hey, like, I want to have, I, I need to tell you something. And I feel like I'm in a really difficult position, but it's important for you to know. Mm-hmm. And then you can say exactly that. Be yeah. like, this is this is the situation. I really didn't know if I should step in or not. I didn't, I love you. I didn't want you to feel hurt and disappointed yeah. by you know, this is hopefully your, by your one and only proposal. But, right. But hopefully not in this, in this case. Right. But no, you know but what telling I mean? If he's somebody, really the wrong match for her, then she might need to go no, through this and she see will it have to see it because telling somebody that someone's not good for you, it, human nature, you want to go towards that. You, you can't tell somebody, even when the writing's on the wall, you telling somebody doesn't do it. They have to live it. They have, yeah. like you said, they have to experience it and go through it. And then maybe she'll realize that. And yeah, I, I would definitely say let her have her moment because you never know. Maybe eventually he'll change and come around and see it the other way. And you don't want to spoil that and like ruin your relationship with him because you did that. But at the same time, I would definitely want to talk to her afterwards and be like, I wanted to be a part of this. I was included in a lot of it in the beginning. Right. And then I was totally cut out of it. And that was really hurtful as your friend. You know, I want to make sure that your job as a friend is to be there for your friend. Mm-hmm. I think that should you tell her and she doesn't care about his behavior enough to where she would want to end it, then you've just ruined a huge milestone for her by telling yeah. her. And it's I not think worth it. yeah, I think the risk is the risk of it fracturing your friendship is greater if you tell her than if you don't tell her. Yeah. And also like what boys want to go to a proposal like that? You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, just my boys are going to be there. Just oh yeah. me and my boys watching I'm, me get strapped I'm down getting, for life. Right, I'm getting Brock vibes here. <laughs> the ball and chain. Like this does not sound that fun. <laughs> no. But honestly, like if that were me and I, it happened and then all your guy friends were there, I'm going to question you. I'm going to be like, well, hold on a second. You invited all your boys, but you didn't invite my friend. Yeah. We have a problem. Yeah. You have some explaining to do. But I mean, this guy sounds like a piece of shit, if we're yeah. being honest. so Well, taking credit for it and being like, this is mine, goodbye. Right. I would literally screenshot and be like, oh, okay, go off. Oh, yeah, that's the Take receipts. Right. <laughs> Get receipts. Yeah. Screenshot lives forever. Uh-huh. No, that sucks. No, you're not the asshole, but don't be the asshole by spoiling it. <laughs> yeah, I think you would be if you told her, so mm-hmm. don't do it. All right. Damn, that sucks. Okay. Uh, well, I if you ever get, get proposed to, I'm gonna I'll spoil it for you. Perfect. <laughs> Spencer's married. I hope we get a I hope we get a follow up to this one. Yeah. If y'all great. ever submit them and we talk about them, we we gotta know. We we need the the long term details. We're committed. We're invested. We're very curious people by nature, you know. Whew. All right. I feel first so good. episode in the books. Yeah. First episode. Well, today was a great Tuesday, y'all. Hopefully, your Tuesday feels better than when it started. And yeah. hopefully you're not mad at us. And you can see that we didn't drag this out. We were just giving you what you wanted. That's right. All right. Well, we'll meet you back here next See you Tuesday. next Tuesday. Ooh. Ooh. See you next Tuesday. I'm here. I'm Listen, I'm here for that. Okay. Yeah. We'll see you next Tuesday then. Bye. We already said, don't you have an ending? That's not going to. I didn't get to say bye because I was confused <laughs> on our ending. So Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Basically Famous, available on YouTube and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. 
We'd love for you to subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us some words of affirmation. And don't forget to call or text the hotline at 919-867-6776 for your chance to be basically famous. XOXO!